Yep. This is our New Year's party. It's still going on. Oh, it just got better. This is Anne Levine. You may or may not remember me. It's okay, either way. Welcome to the Anne Levine Show. It's January 2nd. 2024. The fact that I remembered accurately the month, day, and year bodes well. Funky New Year! I am joined, of course, by the effervescent star of the show, Michael hello. Levine. Yeah, hello. Have a funky new year. And a happy funky new year to you. Thank you. Um, yeah, um, it's a great radio word. Um, yeah, this is good. Yeah. One. Everybody is always looking for that one. Yeah. And it's relaxing once you hear it. Yeah. You feel better about yourself. You do. Yeah, when you hear someone stumbling over the radio. I may um, have. Well, yeah, you feel it's it's Schadenfreude. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, or whatever, whatever that is. I love this song. This I've never. I I don't know this song. Funky New Year from the Eagles. Yeah. It is so cool. I know. It's not what you're expecting. No. In a new in. In an Eagles New Year song. No. But lo and behold, here it is. Yeah, I'll take it. So it's the new year. Are you excited? Well, you know, as I recently said, every single year, people say, oh, Thank the Lord that year's over. Yeah, yeah. And then, and it's just, you say it every year. And you think of all the bad things that happened to you personally or the, in the world. Right. Or, yep. you know. And there's been a lot of that. Well, yeah. This past that, year hasn't been great, uh, like, worldwide. No. Yeah. Uh, and in some ways, it's been particularly bad bad um and in other ways it's been the same old planet you know yeah true doing the nasty things or or hosting the nasty things that it hosts every year which is why we say every year yeah really glad that that one's over so i'm not gonna say that this year okay I'm going to be more specific. Okay. So, Good. That's that'll uh, that'll that'll yeah, help everything. Yeah. I want to be more specific this year. Okay. And say I am so glad that at this moment um and I'm t- you know, Kenahara, mm-hmm. I'm not in the hospital. Yeah, true. 
Kinahara. Yeah, very. I'm yeah. not at death's door. No. With a head to toe body infection. No. Kinahara. However, however, yeah, earlier, I mean, last year you were. So, you know, that's not all that good. So. That was yeah. last year. I had yeah. my opportunity last year. Actually, did I? Was I out of the hospital by then? I guess I had just come out of the hospital. Whatever. Let's not. Let's not go over. Yeah. The list of. That's right. We got a brand new year. Exactly. And uh, 364 brand new opportunities. Yeah. And I'm going to say for good stuff. Yeah. Because things are better now. Than they were in November. November yeah, seems true. to be my month. Hmm. For last for year. For things, yeah. Yeah. Last year and this year, the lousy things happened in November. Um, so I know what to watch out for this year. November? Two, yes, yeah. November. Um, two wars. Right, um, yeah, got that. One of which is, wow. Uh, yeah, what's going on in Israel is so horrible. And briefly, I'm going to pull over and say a couple things. I found something I've been looking for for a long time. Back in the 80s, I think it was, Ralph Lauren did a countries of the world line. True, And he did shirts and sweatshirts um, with different countries on them. And one of them was Israel. And you could get them on eBay. Now, that is a very rare item. Um, Every now and then I see London, I see France, I see Michael's (laughs) underpants. Uh Yeah. Knew that Uh, was coming. But I see Spain, Italia. It's weird because sometimes he translated, sometimes he didn't. But that was Ralph. He made an ugly tie. But I, I won't... Well, he made nice enough ties that he, you know, he could keep going. So I guess, you know what I mean? No. No? What I mean is um, when he went up to my father's office to make a cold call with his ties, my father said, hey, this guy came up with the ugliest ties. So that's what I mean. And I trust my father's taste at that time and at all times quite frankly anyway what am i talking about okay so i finally now some of the country uh countries were popular um now the england one was interesting because it said london Uh uh-huh it was a weird mix um and you can still find london italia Never understood why that was translated. Uh Um, Spain, which was not translated, because I guess 
not too many Americans know what España is. Or, um, or maybe the Spanish don't care and the Italians do, right? Maybe he's got some Italians on the staff who are oh, like, you know yeah. what? I want this to be in Italian. So, you know, they did that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm Maybe. thinking, yeah, okay. It can happen. Okay. Um, so you can still find some of those pretty much on any given day. Mm-hmm. You can find one at least. Like a, on eBay or something? or On eBay, yeah, exactly. Some... That's the only place you can get them. Yeah. Well, after years, I don't even know how many years, of having... An Israel shirt, anything, a sweatshirt, a rugby shirt, an anything shirt, one came up. Ah. And I bought it. So what do you, what is it? That's it's it's a plain blue zip front hoodie. And on the left chest, it's the big, big pony embroidered, and on the right chest, it's the Israeli flag embroidered, and it says Israel. Yeah. Okay. It's so, it's nice looking. Yeah, and it's subtle. It's not like, you know, it's subtle. And for the first time in my life, I thought twice about wearing that sweatshirt in public. Yeah. I can't freaking believe it. I have a lot of shirts and pieces of jewelry that have stuff on them in Hebrew. Those I feel less anxious about because they're in Hebrew. And so... People can't tell what they say, um, and those who can are generally friends. Yeah, well, I mean, I've got a T-shirt that says "Humus" on it, to in Hebrew. Yeah, and I say, I love it. Yes, wear that all the time. Mm-hmm. The Humus shirt. Um, and then, you know, you've also got one. Do you have one? Well, I have one that says Am Yisrael Chai. No, that's on my necklace. Oh, okay. You have a necklace that says that in English. But it's way too small for, you know, someone would have to get up close and look at it. I mean, I wear that around my wrist. Although I do wear the Hamsa, so maybe, you know, they might. Yeah, but that could could be be anything. Yeah. Yeah. At any rate, um, we, the people of Israel, Am Israel, is not terribly popular right now. Yeah. And I understand um, most of the people don't understand what's going on and what created this situation. So I'm going to suggest, really insist, that you read a book called My Promised Land. And the author is Ari Shavit, S-H-A-V-I-T. 
uh, that you can get this book from the obvious places, from the unobvious places. You can get it from ABE Books. You know, sometimes you can find one there for 10 bucks or whatever. It is the best. Now, Ari Shavit died within this year, unfortunately, but uh, bef certainly before October 7th. But what an amazing guy and with an incredible history and who wrote for the most liberal left-wing, if I can use that term, I'm not sure it means what it used to mean, but anyway, yeah, newspaper ever, and still, um, fantastic newspaper. Um, it's called Haaretz, which means the land, which is how Israelis refer to Israel. Anyhow, Get a copy of that book. It presents both sides, if you want to call them that. I don't even think of them as size. I think of it, sides. I think of it as one big mess. Mm. It presents the whole thing. And why some people think this, other people think that. Um, it talks about... The Israelis, the Palestinians, Gaza, all your stuff um, from the points of view of the people that are being spoke of. So it's My Promised Land. The author is S-H-A-V-I-T. It's available on Audible. Um, get it. Read it. If you want, let me know. I will send you a copy. I think it's essential that people look at this situation with historical knowledge, with understanding of what was happening. This has been going on for 100 years, this little tiff. Um, and this takes you back about 150 years and that's, at the very least, what you need to understand this. Okay. I, I will let that go for now. Um, the war in Ukraine. I stopped doing Ukraine um, 242 uh, because I was very sick. Not for any other reason. Although the stories of what's going on in Ukraine have come to be so similar to each other that it's hard to come up with a fresh, interesting story every week. Although we may be starting it up again soon. I don't know. That's going to require a conversation with the Pacifica Radio Network. I'll let you know. But anyway, so we had that. We have the war in Israel. We've 
got, you know, the the weather, the climate, doing what it's doing. What else, Michael? Well, I don't know. It's cold. I'll tell you that. Okay. Um <laughs> It's cold. Well, we, you know what we what has also ha- we've had Hanukkah and Christmas go by, and we really haven't uh, talked a lot about that, have we? No, we haven't. Um, Hanukkah, we lit four candles on the fourth night, and I believe eight on the eighth night. Okay, is that correct? Uh, to the best of your knowledge. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We were completely uninvolved and I don't know, we had no enthusiasm not a latka was fried in this house. We did have some latkes. Yeah. yeah but uh, yeah. Frozen ones yeah, that true. we heated up. Yeah. Uh so there was that. What was that cake for? Was that your birthday? What, the meal? Lady M? Yeah. That was for my birthday. Oh, we had pies. Yeah. I ordered delicious pies. Oh, that's right. We had a coconut cream pie. A chocolate pie. A chocolate cream. Oh, yeah. That was good. Yeah. So we did do that, and we... And then at Hanukkah, I was going to do, you know, a classic, a bagels, lox, da, da, da. Yeah. And I looked online at the price of doing what I usually do mm-hmm. or close to what I usually do and said, eh, that's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. I heard you. And then. Um, said, Michael, when you go to stop and shop, could you get some cream cheese and a red onion? Yeah. Or whatever the hell I said. Mm-hmm. So um, that was that. Also, no one around here eats the way they ate. Yeah, that is true. That is true. The one thing I did was, and only because there's no other way to get it here, which is Chinese food for Christmas, right? was place an order with Gold Belly. Yeah. And it was delicious. It was very, very good, wasn't it? It was. We had uh, dumplings and st- steamed buns and wonton soup and... No- noodle, longevity noodles. Longevity noodles, yeah, with the, the mushrooms. mushrooms. We had some fried rice. That was good. Oh, yeah. boy, it was very good. It was very good. Yeah. So that was the one yeah, thing. Yeah, that was Christmas. So, you know, that's uh, that's kind of what we're That was Christmas. Do. Yeah. So there was no uh, sharing of gifts. No, we didn't do, I mean, we did little for Hanukkah, even though we did buy gifts. But for Christmas, we did nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And... I would have to say it's probably the first year in my life that I did nothing. Same here. Yeah. No one was here. No one. Nothing. No. And it was actually very pleasant. 
<laughs> it, was, it really was. I mean, I what a mellow holiday. It was Just so a, cool. We had our food all set up. Yep. Um, Michael did the extra cooking and heating that you have to do at the end if you order this stuff. Um, it's very, very good. So anyway, those were our holidays yesterday or when was it? Sunday? Yeah. Or New Year's Eve? Sunday, yeah. New Year's Eve. Michael went to sleep at 8.30. Yep. I went to sleep at 9.15. And other than us being awakened a few minutes before midnight, maybe it was our dogs. I think it was one of the dogs, yeah. No, it was the yeah. dogs, but I'm wondering... Maybe they wanted us to be awake. Oh, and, and celebrate? For the ball yeah. drop. Gotcha. Uh, that's not what happened. What happened is that Yaya started nibbling on Rosie um, at that time and sort of disturbed everything. The two dogs and the two humans were all asleep. And Yaya ruined everything. Yep. But everyone fell to sleep and uh, like that. So here we are. That is our holiday report. Okay, beautiful. One thing that happened that was beautiful was a delivery from Oliver Rogers. Yeah, that is true. Who just self-published a new book called Boston. He did Montreal. In, in winter, couple... yeah. Boston in winter. Right. Yeah. Or... He did Montreal a couple of years ago. Winter and he's Boston. a photographer, and he also draws really interesting drawings. And he put together this very cool book of... There would be six photographs on one side and then six drawings on the facing side. Mm -hmm. Just such a cool, interesting book. Yeah. Um, and he came by and saw Michael in the driveway and chatted. He gave it to Michael. Um and I came out into the living room. I didn't realize he had been here. And Michael handed me this gift, attached to which was a letter that I would love to read to you, but I won't. That was so nice touching yeah. and moving that I, I don't know. What a way to start a year. That's all I can say. Just beautiful. So, there you go. We lost David Wallace, which I mentioned in our last show. Our shows, as you know, are kind of few and far between. And well, they have been, anyway, yeah. Yeah. And that's... The podcast missing is... A technical yeah. something that apparently is going to take 
more time to sort out. I don't know. That's Michael's bailiwick. Uh, and then there have been other things which, oh, I can't even begin to describe. Uh, and there are lots of people who don't know how to get the podcast. They don't know how to get the show. They don't know where to get the show or how. And um, if you don't know, obviously you're not listening. Yeah, probably not listening, yeah. Um, or, the, or they are listening, you know, on WOMR and WFMR. That's there, true. People do listen there, you know. Yes, but if anyone wants to, I don't know, at this point, go to the Ann Levine Show group. It's always posted there. True. Uh, have any of you noticed that it's getting lighter? I have. I have too. Oh, yeah. Lighter sooner. And. No, lighter later. Yes. Yeah. And what I meant was it's getting lighter in the year. Yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Oh, yeah. No, really? No. Okay. Well, um, if you start in September, it's how many months? October, November, December. Three months yeah. until it starts getting lighter, until it starts getting darker. Okay, yeah. Well, no, until it starts getting lighter. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to stop trying to make my point mm -hmm. because I can't right okay. now. Okay, yeah. I'm too confused. I'm having short periods of senility where I have trouble saying the word. There are times when I say another word. Yeah. Now, but there's a good reason for some of that. One is that there's a pineapple on the piano. That is true. That is absolutely true. And if you want to get anything done around this house now, you need Alexa. Yep. Is she going to say something? You would think so. Um, um, At any rate, so the lamp on the piano is a cut glass pineapple. Right. So there are times when I want to say, Alexa, please turn off the pineapple. Okay? There you go. Yeah, see? But I have to say, Alexa, please turn on the piano. Okay. See yeah. how that works here? Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry, because the because uh, the lamp is on the piano, right? Yeah, which is how you so your naming logic mm -hmm. is logical, but sometimes confusing yeah, nonetheless. It's what the lights are next to, or you know, somewhere. Yeah. Well, it doesn't in the make case any, of the piano, it's yeah. a pineapple. Yeah. All right. On the piano. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. So those are the reasons for some of my trip-ups. Yeah. 
Um, and then there are other reasons. By the way, I may have said this last time we spoke to you. Mm-hmm. Um, our friends are starting to peel off. And by that, I mean die. They're starting to leave the planet. And as you get older, that happens more frequently. Mm-hmm. And older starts earlier than you ever imagined. Do you agree? Yes, I do. Okay. So I want to say, I'm going to have to say that you really need to tell your friends you love them. Make an effort to get together with them. You truly have no idea when you're going to get a phone call um, that says so-and-so passed away. And not someone you could dream would pass away. True, yeah. I... I think that that should you should try to like build that into your thinking. No matter how old you are, this starts the day you're born. Um, and you don't think about it too much because it's pretty rare. And then you start aging and it gets less and less rare to where there comes a point when it's like, wow. This happens fairly often. So get together with the people. I am trying to create a meeting of three of the three families this summer. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it happen. Last year, I tried a meeting of the cousins. Mm-hmm. And... A lot of the cousins... Most of the cousins were here. No, most of the cousins didn't come here. Two of the cousins were in the Northwest Passage. Um, I don't want to say names, but none of my... None of the Hosley cousins... Um. None of the offspring of my Uncle Henry ended up showing up. Do you know who I'm talking about? Nope. Anne, Jody, David, Robbie. Okay. Well, Anne and Mitch were here. No, they weren't. They came in May. Okay, yeah. But they so they were here. That's what I'm saying. And what I'm saying is I tried to organize a whole thing of all the cousins and Rachel bailed most of the people bailed except for our three California cousins okay well there's actually two California cousins and their sister is in upstate New York um but all the other ones all the New Hampshire anyway my point is it's really hard to plan anything. How many, what percentage is it if you invite 200 people to a wedding, which I do not recommend, but anyway, um, 
I think it's 10% end up dropping out. 10% of the people who say they're going to come don't for all various reasons. And so you can always invite more than you think you can. Yeah, until and, you until you do that, and then everybody shows up. So yeah, yeah not not even. But um, I will say, it's good to have those last minute people in your back pocket. <laughs> if you've got you know ten chairs to fill, um, so what I'm saying is, I'm trying really hard to get people to pay attention to what would you want the last thing you say to someone to be and to make sure you start saying that all the time. All right. Now, I have gone on a Martin Scorsese binge, like unbelievable, and mm-hmm. and movies. We should mention the movie festival that we had on Christmas Day. We didn't mention that. Okay. Could you please list the films? No. Um, well, we watched something Fred Astaire thing. No, I'm talking about Christmas Day. We watched. We watched The Godfather. No. Okay, so, we, so we I watched don't know what you're talking about. 48 Hours, Beverly Hills Cop. And what was the other one? Um, yeah, you started off with the last two. Um, so I don't know. I'll remember it, but uh, I don't know. All right, great. Yeah. For- 48 hours and, and Beverly Hills Cop. And then there was a third one with um, Mike in it, right? Um, yeah, uh, no, because Jonathan Banks, who played Mike on Breaking Bad, was in 48 Hours and Beverly Hills Cop. Okay. Those are the two he was in. Well, if any of you can help us remember. Oh, Die Hard. There you go. See, that was the first one. Okay, so an incredible trio of of Christmas Day, early 80s movies. And what I had forgotten is that Beverly Hills Cop is absolutely one of the funniest movies ever. Yeah, it's very, very funny. I mean, I laughed out loud several times i don't know how many times i've seen it but serge uh, uh that bronson, bronson show uh character oh my god he just the guy who works at the art gallery yeah. and brings people espresso with a little twist of lemon with a twist <laughs> and yeah. and the guy's like no why would i want that and he said you are stupid or something. I, I something. mean, that guy is so funny, and I don't understand why he 
hasn't enjoyed more popularity or more roles uh-huh. in films than he has. I mean, to me, he's like possibly even above and beyond Hank Azaria when he does that weird accent right. that is not anything. Well, I, th- I think that's the where Hank got the accent from, was from uh, Bronson Pinchot's Surge. Really? Yeah. Was that pre... Ten years later. Wow. Well, I don't know how you would be able to put that accent together. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things that I could never do. Never. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I no, don't it, was, know. it was very good. And it's a very funny movie. So we watched those three movies That's right. back to back. And Die Hard is a Christmas movie. There's no question. Yeah. I I will You have to you just watch it and there's absolutely no you can't not say it's a Christmas movie. The whole thing is Christmas. Look, let, let's just start with the very basics. Mhm. Okay. The protagonist The film starts with the protagonist on an airplane on his way from New York to L.A., where his wife and children are living, because she got this great job, and he's on his way because it's Christmas. That's right. It's a Christmas party. And he's got a huge teddy bear with a red bow around its neck That's right. to give to the children. He goes to the Christmas party uh-huh. to see his wife. Huh. This is right at the be- outset. And there's all kinds of, uh, I mean, the soundtrack is all tons of Christmas, Christmas music. Christmas music. Except for like Ode to Joy. And that's in there too. But yeah. But it's that's all, Christmas. It's all kind of Christmassy. Yeah. It's, or just downright Christmas. Yep. It's all Christmas music. It all takes place at a Christmas party. There are Santa hats and Christmas trees and lights and music. Yeah, and decorations. Everyone's toasting. Merry Christmas. Have some champagne. Yeah. It's all Christmas. People are doing each other on the desks in the office. That's right. It's those a are the party. Those it. are the '80s Christmas parties that I remember very clearly. Yeah. Anyway, be that as it may, it's a Christmas party. Ta-da. At which some other stuff takes place. Right, yeah. But that's beside the point. So who, perpetrator and miscreants. That's right. So anyone who says it's not a Christmas movie. Yeah, they're just mistaken. What are they talking about? It doesn't have Santa? I don't know. Oh, Santa's in there somewhere. Well, I mean, there is a, there's it's a got, bad guy sent down the elevator in pieces wearing oh, a Santa hat. Oh, that's right. He's wearing a Santa hat. That's right. Argyle, the limo driver, the limo driver, has the huge teddy bear sitting in the passenger seat in front with him. That's right. And he's listening to Christmas rap. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why people can say Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. I don't understand that. I at mean, all. unless they mean Christmas movies are sappy, crappy, syrupy right. films. If that's what they mean, yes. Yeah, it's not one of those. No, you, it's you not. You're right about that. But it's hilarious, a lot of it. It's not like. You know, what are we taught? The Reverend, a Christmas film. Yeah. You know, shot in the dark. In It's always snowing. It's not like, okay, it's not that. No, it's not. It's, not it's, a, pretty, it's a pretty hilarious send-up of some really incredibly stupid criminals. I mean, they're so stupid yeah. and comical. And especially if you watch it now, the clothes oh, and I the know. references yep. and oh, uh, just so much. What's the name of, um, is his name Al? The cop? Yeah. Yeah, the guy from um, Family Matters. You know, it co-stars the dad from Family Matters. That's right. What are we talking about here? You think it's some serious work? Who directed it? Uh, that's a good question. It sure is. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the delightful four direct uh, uh, John Moore. Let's see. Yeah, there's. I have to figure it out because there's so many diehard movies. They're all directed by someone else. John McTiernan. John McTiernan. Yep. Well, anyway, um, and as we know, he went on to direct slews of holiday movies. Oh, yes. You should see his Easter movie. Anyway, wow. The only Easter movie I can think of is... The Judy Garland one, is it called The Easter Parade? There is that one, yeah. That's all I know. Okay. That's it. Uh, there's a couple rabbit movies out there or something, right? Yeah, but now does that make an Easter film? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, The Last Temptation of Christ. Oh, there you go. Now that leads me right into Scorsese. There you go, yeah. Which is now, what, yeah, what we did. I have been on... Such a Scorsese binge. I've watched, first of all, one of the greatest films I've ever seen in my life is, Michael? Killers of the Flower Moon. Killers of the Flower Moon, which is Martin Scorsese's latest release. It stars Leonardo DiCaprio, about whom I have a few things to say. But anyway, Lily Gladstone, who should absolutely win Best Actress um, in any award show. Just an amazing performance by that woman. Mm. And uh, Robert De Niro. In what I think 
is, and I need to go back and watch, speaking of Scorsese uh, films, I need to go back and watch Taxi Driver. Okay, yep. And Raging Bull. Gotcha. This is definitely one of the three, if not the greatest. They both learned, uh, what's his face? Leo and Robert both learned fluent Osage. It's mind-blowing. I mean, that part of it. Mm -hmm. It is not a white savior picture along the lines of Dances with Wolves, which is, I can't help it, even though it is white savior, one of my favorite films of mm -hmm. all time. Uh I, I can't help it. I'm sorry. But Killers of the Flower Moon, which I saw twice within two weeks, I think, you got you to gotta see it. It's nothing better. I have not seen anything better. And it is captivating. And it's a long film because it's Scorsese, and that's what he does yeah he's like the last filmmaker on the planet and of course he's earned it a million times over but that can make a three-hour film that and is enrapturing and as you mentioned the godfather right we did see that one. Oh my god God, what an amazing! And I, I was very, I was glad to see it again, all the way through. I yep. was really, it's been a long time, and I, I saw things that I didn't remember or that I had forgotten or whatever, mm -hmm. you know. And so that was cool. No, I, th I really enjoyed it. Actually, I thought it was great. The scene in the hospital. Mm. Oh my. God. God, what an incredible, what an incredible segment. I don't even know how long that segment is. But that scene in the hospital where Michael realizes that the place is deserted because the chief commissioner... Mm -hmm. has been paid off right. to have everyone take a hike. And, like, the only people on the floor are a nurse, the godfather in bed, and Michael. And Michael figures out how to get him out and foil the plot, and it's just, oh! yeah. I don't care how many great. times I see it. I'm like biting my fingernails. Yep. I'm so anxious. It's so good. And that's that. See, that's the thing. That's the that's the hallmark of a, a truly great piece of film is that you can see it innumerable times, and you will still feel the tension, and you'll still. It'll still work you up, you know, and twist you around. Or make you laugh or whatever it is. Yeah. It's just so good. I started watching The King of Comedy the mm. other uh -huh. recently, 
And it didn't grab me by the kishkas so it's, much. It's, it's a, a, a one of the things I like about Scorsese is the fact that the films are all different. Ah, uh, um, and, and they don't have the same flavor, right? They not mean, at all. They have his touch, but they don't. You know, they're not all the same, and um, that was one thing about this that I really liked. It wasn't it wasn't typical. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I Jerry watched... Lewis in oh a Scorsese my God. movie. Are you kidding me? I it know. Was so cool. And he has those hallmarks where he will use slow motion or he'll just stop. Mm-hmm. And you hear whoever the scene's about narrating yeah you know you'll hear leo say and then there was that morning and you see a frozen you see him still you know stopped in a moment right um so there are those kind of things quirks and things that you know people who are real students of film will know way more about this, certainly, than yeah. I do. Yeah. But other than that, his... I've heard people go on about the themes and redemption and the sort of the Catholic okay. themes that right. are in practically all of his movies, blah, 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 blah. I don't care. I don't know. I don't have to know. I don't have to teach a class in this tomorrow. Um, I watched Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Oh my God. That was a that was a good one. First of all, the scene that Ted Griffin is in. Uh-huh. Ted Griffin On the boat? is yes, <laughs> yeah. is a friend of ours. That's a much longer scene than I remember it being. Mm. Now Ted has no dialogue, but he's on screen for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so it was fun to see him. But that film is, wow. It is, the story is amazing. Yeah, I agree. You know, what Leo does, I can't even think of his name. All right, look, let me just get to it. Leo gives me hives. <laughs> <laughs> I I will try to tell you why. Uh, we watched The Aviator. Oh, that's right. We've Another done one. a whole Scorsese thing, that's and right. I'm not done yet. I'm not done. Got to watch Raging Bull again, and got to watch Taxi, Taxi Dri- Driver yeah. again. Yeah, I agree. Um, But, okay, so in these... Last two in the aviator, and I gotta say, Kate Blanchett as Catherine Hepburn, she was awesome. Ah, uh, she was uh, awesome, amazing. I loved it. Uh, I had never seen that start to finish, mm. and probably because of my case of hives over Leo, yeah, yeah, and I was si- <laughs> sitting home. You know, like, 
sitting in a calamine lotion bath or right? something. Mm-hmm. I never saw it in the. I didn't want to. There was something, and I know now what it was. He was naked in this film mm. at times, as he was in Wolf of Wall Street. Um, Maybe he puts it in his contract. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't think so. I I think Martin puts it in his contract. Yeah, it could be. But he's his his naked body disturbs me. Okay, he's so thin, and his shoulders are so bony. Mm-hmm. His shoulders have that thing where, um. The bony thing? Well, you know where, like, your shoulders go across, but then there's, like, bloop of the bone. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, On your shoulder, yeah. And it pops up there a little bit. Right. I can't handle that. I don't know why. And if you are so built, you're more than welcome to my home at any time. Even if you're naked, I'll give you a pass. Okay. Um, but if you're in a Scorsese movie and mm-hmm. you're a man, I'm not that happy. Okay. And then he's got this short torso and really long legs. He's got the Conan O'Brien mm. body. Right. Okay. Except for the shoulder bumps. Right. Right. Conan has been kind enough to uh, display most of himself, not all at once necessarily, but in different segments at different times in different bits. Mm -hmm. So if you think about it, you may know more about Conan's body than you realize. I see. (sighs) All right, so Wolf of Wall Street. Aviator. Oh, all right. It seems that we've come to the end. I've spoken enough. I, (laughs) well, at least enough. I, I wish everyone a terrific. 2024 happy new year if i haven't told you recently enough or ever i love you and i want the best for you and for everyone in israel and in gaza two separate countries Please put a light on.
So 